afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update from a local beekeeper and find out how the season is wrapping up. Also, we'll talk wireworms and up first in today's country comment, Keystone Egg Producers President Bill Campbell will stop by to look ahead to the FPT Agriculture Minister's meetings getting underway tomorrow in Guelph, Ontario. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Canada's agriculture ministers are meeting this week in Guelph to discuss a number of issues. Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell weighed in on the meetings. It has been a long time since they've been actually able to meet in person, so I believe that that's a, a very positive step forward. And um, the other part is the, um, you know, there's a lot of familiar faces around the table, and I think there's some clarity with regards to the people that are attending uh, and that. But I guess, you know, uh, as we move forward, there's been, a, I guess, very recently, lots of conversation about uh, climate change and uh agriculture and how that will fit in the equation. I believe it is uh, one of the priority agendas for this current government. And so how will agriculture fit in with that component? And, you know, we've been ongoing discussions with regards to business risk management and what the new suite of programs will look like. So uh, those are probably two that come to the, the top at this particular time. There's there's numerous other um topics to discuss um, at the agriculture table. Thoughts on uh, Minister Bebo returning to that position? Well, I guess, it, you know, it can be viewed as favorable at this time in so much as that um, there isn't a period of adjustment and in, in getting knowledge of the file. Uh, you know, like this meeting here, we can uh, expect that they can get right at business and uh, carry on. And um, so she's quite familiar with some of the issues that we have been dealing with, you know, the impacts of the drought and, um, you know, some of the core uh, subjects that we're dealing with with regards to, you know, what is sustainable agriculture and, you know, exploring new markets and, uh, you know, dealing with science and innovation. And so, um, you know, I think that that is very positive in so much as that, um, you know, and the, uh, hopefully the deputy ministers around the table as well are, are able to just move forward and, and carry on. The uh, next egg uh, policy framework, I guess that's something that'll be discussed as well. Yes, and we've you know we've had uh, numerous discussions provincially and federally through CFA with regards to what this uh, new program uh, should entail, and so um, you know it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this meeting as to what uh, the provinces and the federal government's vision is for the the new business risk management. And uh, just locally here, um, you know, it's been a, been a warmer fall. How, how are things shaping up heading into winter? Well, I think, you know, there's there was a lot of discussion about fertilizer prices and those that were able to price early, I believe a majority of it has been put on. And we've seen, a, um, you know, a, a tremendous amount of fall work and preparation for winter uh, happening. The weather has been favorable. Um, you know, it has... Uh, some of those later rains helped uh, alleviate some of the concerns about forages for the cattle. But, um, you know, a lot of calves have been weaned and moved. And so now the weather's been good for that, you know, preg-checking cows and getting things 
uh, ready for winter winter time. So it it has been a very favorable fall for getting things done. But it, by the same token, there never seems to be enough days to get everything completely done. But I would suggest that you know most guys are in a very positive position moving into winter. Um, you know, other than the concerns of the impacts of the drought. Well, I think it's going to take a combination of spring rains and above average snowfall. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think we want to see 20 foot snow banks or anything like that. Uh, it will help alleviate, uh, some of the, uh, wetlands and the rivers and some of that part. But as far as, you know, providing, uh, subsoil moisture, I think it's going to take, uh, spring rains as well to get it done. And then I guess the business that we're in, it, it is always uh, hopeful that we can get adequate moisture and proper temperatures for the next growing season. But I think 2022, it's going to be imperative that those two conditions um, come around so that we have, you know, uh, decent growing conditions. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Some farmers have been having a tough time finding fertilizer this fall. Fertilizer Canada's Executive Vice President Clyde Graham talked about the current market situation. As the world economy emerges from the global pandemic and there's strong economic growth, we're facing a rise in prices of uh, a whole range of various commodities including grains and oil seeds, but also metals and other primary materials. And that fertilizer is a, is a part of that. And Fawn Jackson with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association took part in a panel discussion last week at the COP26 summit in Glasgow, Scotland. A lot of conversations going on here uh, in Glasgow. Uh, you know, I think the real key for me is uh, that there is going to be a lot of financing that is coming that I hope can get down to farmers and ranchers and certainly will be working um, to do that um, because everybody is looking for solutions and it's important that we um, have practical solutions uh, where those that financing can, can go to. So, uh, you know, I think there's going to be more investment than perhaps we've seen in the past and uh, good for us that we have a strategy on where to uh, place that. She says farmers have a big role to play in the fight against climate change. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire from Monday, November 8th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll talk about wireworms. Wireworms seem to be having a bit of a resurgence across the prairies the past couple of years. Some producers in southeastern Saskatchewan reported this season they had lost nearly their entire fields of crops to the insect that eventually turns into a click beetle. Golden West David Zamet chatted with Sherry Roberts, a crop extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Actually, they're the larvae of the click beetle, and we've had sort of a resurgence in them in Saskatchewan because the chemicals that had been being used to keep them under control were withdrawn off the market in 2004, and the populations have been increasing. And we're getting to the point now, down here in the southeast at least, I've had some farmers that they've lost almost complete fields or, or partially had their yields just cut in half because of them. Now, do you know what it's like in other parts of the province, or have you heard any reports? Uh, there was a huge study that's been done by some researchers out of Alberta, and it's uh, a new Ag and Agri-Food Canada publication just came out, and it's called The Guide to Pest Wireworms in Canadian Prairie Field Crop Production. 
and it has a map in there of all the different areas that they had uh, wire worm traps out in. So it, it's basically a, becoming a real big issue in all of Saskatchewan, in Alberta, and in Manitoba. How do you deal with them? I know you said that chemicals had been used up to 2004, uh, and then were the chemicals banned that were taking care of them, or people just stopped using them? Yeah, they, 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 Canada dere- deregistered them, but fortunately... Uh, we have had some seed treatments out there that will, they won't kill them, but they make them sort of drunk so they don't feed on the plants. And that's kind of kept the population down. But this past year, we had a new chemical come on the market called Teraxa, and it works really well on, on controlling them now. So farmers do have an opportunity to be able to get their populations under control if they realize what they have. And I guess, how do they realize what they do have? What's the best way to figure out that these are wireworms and not just any other insect? Uh, it's to go out and scout your field. There's certain things that uh, you need to look for. First off, if you get patchy areas in your field, uh, go into those patchy areas and start digging around. And if you start finding uh, seeds, where you find the seed coat, but the inside of the seed has been eaten out, that's a typical wireworm symptom. Also, if you have uh, uh, fields where you have, say, old rootstocks or possibly sometimes they they like to, uh, some of the varieties of wireworms like to lay their eggs in old pastures or, say, uh, forage fields and stuff like that. If you see plants that look a little sickly, pull them up and look for tunnels. They'll tunnel into the rootstocks. Would you have producers uh, report this kind of stuff to uh, Sask Ag Ministry just so that they have an idea of whereabouts the issues are, or should people just deal with them themselves kind of deal? want to um there is like i said some studies some work being done by ag and agri food canada here i have to look to see who the who the researchers are on it but i know if you want they can certainly contact our provincial entomologist uh, or insect specialist james tansy i know he's been doing a little bit of work with them he can let them know if there's anybody out there that's still doing trapping and doing uh any ongoing studies one other thing that, that, that farmers can still do before freeze-up, if they're suspicious that there's areas of their field that there were wireworms, if they dig down about a foot and they take a potato and, and peel the outside of the potato and then use a stick as a marker and put that potato down in the ground and then wait about five days. And if they dig it up, a lot of times the wireworms, they come for food sources that uh, are given off carbon dioxide, and that's why they're attracted to, to seeds and plants and things. So they'll come to those potatoes, and then you can do a, a fairly good, accurate, well, not an accurate, but you can do yourself a good kind of a test on whether or not that that's your issue in those parts of the field where you, you've had problems with emergence and, and things like that. Okay, so now would be a good time to be checking that kind of stuff, I guess, like yep. you said, before yep. freeze-up comes. Yep. Before freeze-up, August was a little bit better time, but different species, there are different species of wireworm. There's actually 11 different native species that are considered a pest out here in the Canadian prairies. So different ones have a little bit different life cycles, but yes, they are still feeding at this point. If, if, if they dig down about a foot, they should be okay. That should be down deep enough because as, the, as it gets colder, they'll, they'll migrate down. And also, they can also walk their fields in some of the areas and look for little click beetles. They're, they're beetles that if you touch them, they, they make a clicking sound. Is there anything else that farmers or producers should be watching for with these, uh, with these wireworms? If they did have a crop this year that, say in particular, I had a couple of farmers, they put in uh, a, an oat crop, 
and, and they just basically devastated the whole field. And if, if that happened to you and you thought maybe this emergence issue was because of the moisture and, and you wrote it off to that, uh, next year, think about using a seed treatment. And, I mean, put some really hard effort into doing a seed treatment and, and see if you notice a difference in those areas because uh, there there is one on the market now that really will have a positive effect. And they don't just affect cereals. They'll go after canola. They'll go after uh, lentils and peas. The, the only crops that they really don't seem to bother are, are mustard or buckwheat. That was Sherry Roberts with the Ministry of Agriculture in Saskatchewan chatting with Golden West David Zamet. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District meetings wrap up this week. There's one in-person meeting left that'll take place today at 1 p.m. at the Oak Lake Community Hall. Tomorrow features a virtual presentation for a number of districts. Go to the Manitoba Beef Producers website for details. Canada's Outdoor Farm Show is hosting an online event November 10th entitled What a Year, a Celebration of Egg Innovation. Go to OutdoorFarmShow.com. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association's Regenerative Agriculture Conference takes place November 15th to the 17th at Brandon's Victoria Inn. The Canadian Hemp Trade Alliance is planning its annual conference for November 17th and 18th. This takes place online. Details at hemptrade.ca. The Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference is planned to be held virtually November 22nd and 23rd. And the Association of Manitoba Municipalities is holding its fall convention November 22nd to the 24th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Manitoba's beekeepers are wrapping up a busy year. Mark Friesen is a beekeeper in the Morden area. This is uh, kind of the time of year when we're wrapping up for the season. Uh, everybody's putting their bees away for the winter. And uh, in terms of the actual health assessments, that's kind of what we're doing at this point in the year. Uh, it's looking like a lot of beekeepers across the province are um, having a bit more of a, a mite load than than what we would expect this time of year. So that's kind of concerning. The diseases are changing all the time. And I mean, you have to worry about these uh, resistance that pests have against uh, treatments. And I guess it's the same in all agriculture, but um, with our particular methods that we're using right now to try and deal with the mite loads, uh, it's, it's becoming like we have less tools in the toolbox. So. We're, we're right now looking at uh, multiple methods of treatment to try and deal with our, our mite loads, and, and that's kind of where we're at right now. I guess overall, what were uh, honey yields like this year? Yields overall were, were reported either, either average or below average due to the general dry weather. Uh, I, I can't... I can't I, I, if I speak for myself personally, I had a good year, but that is not what uh, is the provincial reports. Uh, we're looking at, in some places, a 60% or 75% yields from average. The rains we got here uh, later in the season, did that help? or That made a big difference. If those rains hadn't come, that would have seriously impacted everything. And, and I think it's, it's the same for all the agriculture. But uh, 
we could sure use another two weeks of rain still. And just with the warmer the warmer temperatures here, you know, what role does that play just with the extended uh, season here? Well, it just makes it a little more comfortable for uh, us working outside. It's actually not great for uh, the the possibility of in the beehive the the disease is taking hold a little harder. But uh, we have some new methods that we now use with uh, oxalic acid to treat for that stuff, and so that's that's helpful. What are what are prices like? Uh, honey prices right now? Honey prices are up. I think that's kind of the report from most agriculture. Um, uh, the honey price right now it's it's higher than I've ever seen it. But I mean that's with inflation, you know doesn't necessarily mean that it's uh, higher uh, overall compared to indexed inflation. That was Morden Area Beekeeper Mark Friesen. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association took part in a panel discussion last week at the COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow, Scotland. Here's Director of Policy and International Affairs Fawn Jackson. One of the points that I made uh, during the panel, Canadian farmers and ranchers who operate on around 40 million acres of, of grasslands are truly one of the largest, or if not the largest, conservation organization in Canada in many ways. And so if we can make improvements on those lands that they're managing, uh, that we're able to make further reductions in, in methane emissions um, through improved practices and through new things such as feed additives, um, agriculture really is the solution for, for the future for the fight against climate change. And fertilizer has been in short supply in some regions this fall. Fertilizer Canada's Executive Vice President Clyde Graham talked about the current market situation. We have had some supply disruptions. You know, we've had uh, consequences of natural gas prices rising dramatically in Europe and leading to a shutdown of at least one uh, nitrogen manufacturing facility in the UK. We've had uh, weather-related uh, uh, consequences in uh, Louisiana for nitrogen and, uh, and phosphate in Florida as well due to significant uh, storms. And we've had uh, some countries like uh, China and Russia uh, put limitations on export of uh, fertilizer products. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.